Here we go. So um, they told me to introduce the class and just a super fast bio. Um, so this is called the seven theory. You're going to learn today how to play by ear. And I know some of you are thinking, you're probably thinking what everybody has thought when I've said that is, no, I'm not going to learn in one hour, but you will. Uh, because every time I've taught this, I'm going to play a few chords here at the beginning. I'm going to ask you to guess the number, thereby the chord. Most of you are going to be wrong. And then in an hour, I'm going to play the exact same chords, and you're going to hold up the number, and most of you are going to be right. Happens every time. Just happened two weeks ago at a Baptist convention. Actually, I told a joke that was funny in my head. Uh, it was not funny out loud. So it was a room full of Baptist worship leaders, and um, I said, how many of you, I always like to know how many of them know, you know, music theory, so I don't go too fast. If they don't, if the majority doesn't, then I go slower on the scale stuff, you know? So anyway, I said, um, how many of you know music theory? You know, you, you got like your major and minor scales down and almost the whole room raised their hand. And I said, look, I got Baptists that raised their hands. <laughs> See, we all laugh, okay? Like, like we're all laughing because we're charismatics. Nobody laughed. I, I mean, the room, there was probably 200 worship leaders. Nobody laughed. And I was like... That was funny in my head. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep moving on now. And I just started teaching, and I just played it off like it didn't happen. I was just denial. All right? Okay. So um, quick bio. So I taught that, or I came up with this system while teaching children uh, because um, when you teach kids, it kind of helps you to break things down very simple. If you have a toddler, you don't say, hey, honey, this is fuchsia. You don't do that. You say red, green, blue, Right? All right, so I found that when I was in music, um, getting a music degree in college, I get the Nashville number system, which isn't even taught uh, in most colleges, which is sad. Um, but I, when I got it, it was five pages, and it was all attached and included all the augmented, all the diminished, and, you know, and I, I think I got a brain aneurysm just looking at it. Okay, so I'm like, you know what, this doesn't make sense for what I actually experienced, because what I actually experienced was when I'd be playing guitar, the worship leader, Lyndall Cooley, would hold up a number, and we would all go to that one number, one out of those seven chords. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, this being seven, this being six, obviously, because you don't want to take both hands off the keyboard. <laughs> all right, so I was experiencing that, and I realized, you know, how come nobody's talking about this? And then every time I went to a conference, every time our band, um, oh, okay, so that's part of the bio. Let me jump back to bio. bio. So I started being a songwriter as a teenager, and in college, they wanted to do their first worship album, and they asked me to help with that, because I had shared a song, and they said, why don't you help all the writers, all, all the students in the music class write a song? And that was like the most thrilling experience of my life, apart from like God meeting me, you know, those moments, was all of a sudden hearing the songs I had written with the other students played back in the headphones while everybody's in their recording booths. I was, I had a total epiphany, like, I have to do this in, in addition to, you know, my, I was there to be a worship leader and a youth pastor, but while experiencing that, I'm like, I have to have a studio one day. So um, let's fast forward about seven years. I'm saving up for a studio. We start Innovate Records. Uh, so we opened our second studio last year, actually, and there's an engineer, engineer now who runs that. But I get the same thing every time an artist comes in to meet with me. They play their song, and I start playing along. And they say, how are you playing along? How did, I've, you've never heard my song. And I say, I, I can hear the numbers. And then they look at me kind of like a llama. And uh, <laughs> then I start to say, oh, you've never heard of the number system. And nobody's ever heard of the number system. 
So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to teach people the number system. I'm going to put it on video because I found when I go to conferences, uh, same thing. You go to conferences and you see the worship leader and you see the team and everybody looks constipated. It's like, oh yeah, worship. Oh crap, that's an A minor seven. Oh, it's an F. Oh, it's a D minor seven. And everybody's concentrating so much that they're not even engaging the crowd. They're not engaging the Lord emotionally or like intellectually. You know, they're just thinking, don't screw up the next chord. Um, so I thought, man, how cool would it be if I could resource worship leaders with what I learned uh, in the studio, which is the number system. Every studio, Nashville or Los Angeles, any, any studio, uh, uses the number system, okay? In fact, I was teaching this in, in California a few months ago, and a producer came up to me, and he literally said, why are you giving our secrets away? <laughs> I kid you not. He was, like, legitimately mad. He's like, this makes us look like geniuses. You realize that? And I'm like, I want all worship leaders to be geniuses, you know? Uh, but anyway, so I put that on video, and since I was recording video anyway, this is the 20-second commercial, I went ahead and um, put 22 guitar lessons, piano lessons, everything from beginner, like E string, A string, D string, all the way up to bar chords, playing with the capo, and improvisation. So this is extremely helpful. Here's what this does for you as a worship leader. Instead of, you know, Frankie tries out, Frankie's 15, he's not ready, right? He hits some cool parts, but he also hits some bad notes. Instead of patting him on the back and say, you're not good enough, which leads him discouraged. How many of you have ever done that? That's like everybody in the room, right? I know I did. Now you can say, not yet. Give him the DVD, tell him to go home, go through every video, have him come back in six months and try out again, and he'll be great. And I'm not making that up. I've heard, I've had worship leaders email me and say, thank you, thank you, thank you, because they go through the DVD, they don't spend $1,000 on personal lessons, you know, for the next year or two. They just go through the DVD and they come back a great player. All right, commercial's over. So what is the seven theory? The seven theory is going to teach you how to play by ear. The concept is this. Uh, every single song has seven basic chords. I don't care if it's Chris Tomlin, uh, Taylor Swift. Oh, that's my phone. Sorry. That's telling me to begin teaching. Great. Um, it doesn't matter the artist. Uh, there are, are seven chords, and I'm going to teach you how to hear them. So let me give an example real quick just to kind of you know, it's one thing to start putting a puzzle together. It's another to look at a picture of the puzzle and then begin putting it together, right? So this is an album I just downloaded yesterday. Literally, this was the first time I heard the song. And when I hooked up the keyboard, I'm going to show you how it is, how easy it is to hear chords and then begin to play. This is a, this is a young man in our district. <laughs> Okay, so how can I come up with that? Okay, so how can I hear that and play along? That's the goal today. Within the next 45 minutes, you're going to be able to hear and play along. Who thinks that'd be cool? Okay, so you have to know a few things, though. First of all, there don't think that there are a million chords that you have to memorize. The sound. There are only seven. So everybody say this with me. There's seven. So... Here's what I'm saying. If my four-year-old, Eva, can memorize seven colors, I want to give you some encouragement right now, because if you go into this next hour thinking, I can't do it, then you're right, you can't. If you go into this thinking, I can, then God will help you, and you will. Amen? 
All right, so there, if my four-year-old can say orange, blue, purple, yellow, if she can look at a color and recite it back, and you're a grown adult, you can hear a sound and recite it back. Does everybody follow me? All right. So this was the unique thing that I made up. I didn't get this in college, but this is, I just feel like, a download from the Holy Spirit. So here we go. Let's look at some uh, basic uh, scales here, because it has to begin with scales. You can't reach in and grab a tool if you don't know what the tool is. All right? The tools are the scale. So uh, how many know your C scale? All right? All right. So let's just say it. If you're a singer, feel free to sing it. Most most classes I teach this, they, they sing it. Here we go. C, D, Good. Okay. So this C is obviously an octave, but I'm not calling it eight because it's the same as C. All right. It's the same as it's the same as one. So um, there are two types of chords, basically. Yes, there's diminished. Yes, there's augmented. Um, if if you want to go play with Diana Crawl, more power to you. You're going to play a diminished chord. But in in worship this coming Sunday tomorrow. You are not going to play a diminished chord. If you want to, that's that's in the that's in the DVD. It's like the last stuff. But again, you're not going to use it. So what I'm training you to hear is the difference of a major chord and a minor chord, and then the type of major or minor. Okay, two, three, and six are always minor. One, four, and five are always major. Okay, this is the foundation of the building today, so you can't miss this. So everybody, say this with me: one, four, five, one, four, five. always major. Two three, six. two, three, six. Always minor. Always minor. Only one exception, unless you're Coldplay. That sound, that's the sound of a five minor. That's why everybody's like, oh, that was interesting. That's what gave them a niche. So I'm not saying, you know, you can never play a five minor. It's like against the law. You know, it's a sin. No, I'm not saying that. Uh, but I'm just saying 99.9999999% of the time, if you hit a four or a five chord or a one chord, it's major. If you hit a if you hit a two, three, six, it's minor. So now look what we've already done. We've already delineated two folders. Anybody organize your stuff in Dropbox and folders? Right? Okay, we got two folders right now. Major, minor. So does everybody understand music theory of what a major chord is? The one, three, five of the scale? Raise your hand if you understand that. Most? Okay. And then one three flat five is the minor. So let's let's explain that real quick. I got about eighty percent of you though, so I, but I want to keep everybody together. So here's a major chord. See that? It's happy. Everybody say happy. Sad. You hear the difference? Okay. Here's the third, right? And now it's flatted. Now it's sad. Cray. Okay. Chris Tomlin. Jesus culture. <laughs> Matt Mayer? Bethel. You know it's true. Okay, so that's the, diff- <laughs> that's the difference between using major chords and minor chords. Atmos- uh, minor chords are usually very atmospheric. You know, you add a lot of, like, a- uh, synth pad and maybe a cello, and, you know, that you get that sound. Um, so there's going to be minor chords in happy songs, okay, but there's going to be very few of them. So what you're listening for is the sound of happy or sad. So everybody say happy or sad. Okay, that's your first delineation of the of the sounds that we're listening for. Understand? All right. So let me give you an example before I keep going. Let's all sing "Lean on Me." Here we go. Lean on me. 
when you're not strong, and I'll be your friend. Okay, now stop. Now sing numbers. Ready? One, one, two, three, four. Four, three, two, one. You guys getting it yet? Let's do it again. One, one, two, three, four. Four, three, two, one. One, two, three, three, two. Who's hearing it? This is what studio session players use every day. Okay? Sing it with me. Here comes the bride. Now sing numbers. One, four, four, four. One, five, four, four. You guys hear it? What TV show? I'm going to ruin you for all things media because you'll hear things and you'll be going, one, four, five, one, six, five. Like, like literally, I can't listen to a song now because I've been brainwashed myself and so many people on this that like I hear a song and I'm going, oh, one, seven, six, oh, cool too, you know. And so I'm just warning you, I'm going to ruin you for music. So, uh, but in a good way, in a good way. It's like Pentecostalism, you'll be ruined in a good way. You'll be wrecked. Okay. So, uh, so far, you've, you've already started to begin to hear the sound. So uh, you have to memorize the scale. So here's why we memorize the scales. This is a good example. Let's say I'm putting up drywall right here, right? It, let's say I'm a carpenter. I'm not going to go to put in a screw, and I'm going to go, oh, crap, do I need a jackhammer or a screwdriver? Or do I need a hammer? Have you guys ever seen a guy do that? No. He grabs the drill automatically. You guys get it? Automatically, because he's already trained his left brain to grab the drill. He knows that's the tool for the job. All right? That's what this does. Now, most musicians do not play like that. They play as if they need to learn the chord every time it's about to... You get it now? Right? What do they do? They intuitively go, and they can be creative as to where they put the screws, and they can be creative as to where they put the paint, but they don't have to think about what tool to use. Each one of these chords is a tool. And I'm going to teach you how to know what it is intuitively, but you have to memorize the scale. So let's do the D scale for a minute. All right? D, E, F sharp, G, A, B, C sharp, D. Okay? And this is in your, this is in their PDF if you downloaded it. Um, let's do it again. This time say it with me. D, E, F sharp, G, Okay. So how many of you guys are hearing the one through seven? All right? And then ends on the one. Now, what you have to remember, though, is that there are corresponding chords with each of these each of these uh, notes in each scale, but they sound the same no matter what key. Okay, so let me give you an example. If I were to play "Your Grace Is Enough" in the key of G, five chord, six chord, four chord, one, five. Right now, I'm going to move up a key, and listen how it sounds the same. You're still hearing the sound of a one, a five, a six, and a four. You guys getting it? It's just a higher pitch. Right? It's just a higher frequency. But the, the sound of a one moving to a five, moving to a sad six, moving to a four is the same. So you have to just memorize that the two, three, and six are always minor. So in this scale of D, you'd have what for minor? E minor? 
Okay, right? So if we've got a D chord, next chord is E, but we know it's minor because it's a two. Now, if you can teach your team this, I'm telling you, they won't be asking you silly questions like, is that an E minor or major? If you teach them this, then they'll know if you're in the key of D that it's a minor because it's the two. Get it? All right, F sharp minor, D, or I'm sorry, uh, G. G is going to be major or minor because it's the four. Good. The five is going to be, yeah, major, yeah, A. And the B is going to be minor. Hear that? Hear how it's sad? Now the five over seven, all right, that's a major chord. It's a major five with the seven. The five over seven is the sound of tension. So I'm going to teach you what all sevens sound like. But just to jump in real quick, the sound of a seven is the sound of tension. Now I've had people in Nashville, Los Angeles, anybody who's gone to a music music school, they come up and argue with me every time. They come up and say, uh, actually the seven is diminished. And I say the same thing. If you want to go play for Diana Crawl, you're right, it's diminished. And I'll say, what kind of music do you play? They'll say rock, pop, country. I'll say, have you ever played a D over F sharp? Yeah. Have you ever played A over C sharp? Yeah. You're playing a five over seven. Every time. So for us in the worship leader community, this is what we would hear. Hear that? Hear aim to worship, right? The second chord in that is a five over seven. Here's the one. Here's the seven. Everybody tilt your head a little bit to the left. You have to act childlike to learn this. If if, If you're too cool for school, it won't make sense. Trust me. Okay, so here's a one. Now hold your head to the left a little bit for the seven. Now what's cool about that is my team, if I do that, they all know. I don't even have to do this anymore. I, I just turn, and I can go to any song I want, which that's, that's the goal for you guys. Why? Because the Holy Spirit teaches us how to worship Jesus. Okay? So in a song service, your worship service is going to really come to life if you can go to any song you want to. Okay? That's the goal. I forgot to say at the very beginning. This is the goal for us as worship leaders. That the Holy Spirit can drop a song idea in your head, whether it's spontaneous or a hymn or some vineyard song from 10 years ago, and you can go to it and your team can go to it. Because you can hear what the chords are. You can hear, oh, the next chord's a seven. Oh, okay, this is a walk down. So there's the six, there's the five, you know. And you can just tell your band. They already know what key you're in. You hold up a couple numbers, you're done. No more of this. A over C sharp. Fill up. Fill up. Fill up. Don't even act like you don't do it because I've seen it. I've seen it at large conferences. It's an A minor, Steve. And I'm like, if you just know the number system, you don't got to be shouting at people. It's awkward. All right. Let's keep going. E scale. Everybody say the E scale with me. E. F sharp. G sharp. A. Good. Okay, so um, I think it was about 80%, but I just want to ask again to make sure, because I can maybe fast forward if everybody knows the scales. One more time, raise your hand if you already know music scales, major scales anyway. Oh, good. So it's actually about 95. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast forward. Is that okay? Yes. All right, so let's fast forward. Um, okay, this is important. Uh, I kept this out of my presentation last week because of time, but we're, we're, I'm a little ahead of schedule of where I usually am, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this in. When I learned this in college, it made my guitar playing exponentially better. 
Okay, I was limited because I thought, well, I only know the major scales. So if you're an electric player in here, listen close to this part. Um, if you know that the six minor is the relative minor of its major scale, then you can improvise really well in any key. Here's what I mean. In the key of C, the notes are the same as the key of A minor, right? Because a natural harmonic minor, a natural minor is going to go whole, half, whole, whole, half, whole, whole. But when you try to teach a 12 year old that at your church, they start to cloud, cloudy eyes, right? And it's like you, you got to talk to them, you got to teach them a bunch of times, and then their school teacher is telling them about harmonic minor, which is different, and they're getting confused. Simplify it for them by teaching them that the six, okay, the six, if in the key of C, the six is A. Who sees this key of C right here? It's an A minor. So the same notes are played in the key of A minor, are played in the key of C. You guys getting it? So you can improvise in the key of C. So if you have a song in A minor, what's that old song, uh, Praise Adonai? Remember that? Now, some people would say that's in the key of A minor, which it is. But if you're a guitar player or you want to improvise with your right hand, you can improvise just playing in the key of C. Right? You can play in the key of C. Do you guys get it? All right, so let me, let me take it to another key to make sure you understand. If I'm in the key of G sharp minor, trust me, 80% of your team does not know the the scale G sharp minor. Who would nod along that that's true? Yeah, exactly. But they do know the key of B because 30% of your songs are Hillsong. <laughs> also true, right? One way, right? Um, literally every other song written by Hillsong is in the key of B. So the key of B is the same as the key of G sharp. So everybody say this with me. Key of B, key of B. same as G sharp minor. So if you're playing in a weird song in the key of G sharp minor, which is like one in a million, uh, you can just tell your you tell your team you're in the key of B. You're welcome. Okay. So let's go down one more. If I'm in the key of F sharp minor, all right. What's that delirious song? Holy, remember that? It's on the the, the yellow album. It's like da 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 da. It starts with a heavy guitar. That was it. Yes, my glorious, right? And they shout holy and thou. That's in the key of F sharp minor. But what is it also in the key of? Yes, you're getting it. I love it. I love it when students get it. Okay, so I'm going to go. I think you guys get that, so I'm going to proceed. Why is the screen? Did I touch the screen? I'm like, I'm getting dizzy up here. Okay, here's where it gets fun. All right? I'm going to train you on the sound of these seven chords. Now, keep in mind... This is the same sound. It doesn't matter what key you're in. All right? Now, over the course of time in doing this, you might even develop perfect pitch where you can hear a note and know what it is. But the first step to getting there is simply knowing the sound of these seven. All right? The sound of one is the sound of song could be over. Okay? All right? This is the key. Everybody say tonic. In fact, actually sing the note. Just say tonic. Say root. Say one, say key. It's all the same thing. Got it? Everybody hear that? Okay, so I was just teaching some kids the other day. 
act like that's the protractor. Right? Everything else revolves around the one. Who remembers protractor in math? I hated math. I slept through it. But the only thing I remember is I had like a knife-like device, and that was exciting to me, and it was called a protractor. Right? And so everything revolves around that. So I want you to keep that in mind. That's the one. All right? So if we were to go, people get ready. There's a train that's coming. People right there could clap, go home. Do you hear it? Right? If I went, just going to leave it there. That wouldn't work. Right? Let me give you an example. Beethoven and Mozart were hanging out, which didn't happen. This is a joke. But they're hanging out. They have dinner, you know, and he cooks some, some chicken and asparagus. And then Mozart walks over to the piano and he, he plays. And Mozart comes over and he goes. Why? He couldn't handle it anymore because he had to hear the sound of result. So the sound of one is the song could be over. Everybody got it? All right. The sound of two is sad, but up a little from the one. I call it delightfully sad. Now, remember, we're hearing for two things, major or minor, and then we're going to hear types of major, types of minor. Everybody understand? All right. The two is used in jazz music a lot, okay, because it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like pleasant. See how that's not sad? It is sad because it's minor. I mean, it's not this. It's not major. It is minor, but it's not sad when it's next to the one or next to anything else. It's, it's just the two minor. It's used a lot in a channel right before the chorus, you know, a vamp. Any songwriters out there, if you're a songwriter, you might want to write this down. Two minor chord is excellent chord for your, for your vamp, for your pre-chorus. Okay, because it's not really sad, but it takes you to a new place. All right? The three is the ominous, mysterious chord. Have you ever been listening to a song and you're like trying to write out the chart because it's not on song select, right? And you're writing out the chart and you get to this chord and you're like, what the heck is that? It's the three. Trust me. Every time. It is the three. All right? So the three is scary. It's not sad, just plain sad. It's scary sad. Everybody get it? Okay, who remembers? Sorry, I need to shut that off. Okay, who remembers 1990s like Evanescence? Remember that? Psycho chick, black fingernails, she's going to come at you with a knife. Okay, all right, thank you. So you guys get the, you guys get the idea. This is scary, sad, spooky, hear that? All right, it's not sad, right? This is sad. Hear that difference? That's the six minor. That's just plain sad. That's just, that's just grandma fell down. I'm not scared of grandma. Grandma's not attacking me. I'm just sad. This is, oh my gosh, it's the middle of the night in the dark woods and I'm about to be eaten by a bear. Okay? Get the difference? All right, everybody just say sad. Six minor. Now say scary sad. Hear the difference? All right, I'm training your ear. Even if you want to close your eyes for a second, let's do it one more time. Say sad six minor. It's just plain sad. Grandma fell down. It's just sad. Scary sad. Okay, you getting it? All right, the four is happy, but it is not powerful. It is not triumphant. It's just there. It's just blah. It's just there. Okay, let me give you an example. 
This is like all vineyard music, 1988 to 2002. Come on, you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, they got creative in the late 2000s and threw in a minor. Okay, but you get the idea. One to four, like 70% of all Woodstock songs, one to four. Okay, so everybody say one. Four. See how it's not sad. See, this is sad. Right? That's sad. It's happy. It's a major chord, but it's not powerful. The five is powerful. See that? I didn't hit the keyboard any harder. The five always sounds louder, even though I don't play it harder. Watch. Here's the four. Here's the five. See the difference? Your eyebrows go up on the five. In fact, just to train your ear, put your eyebrows up on the five. See that? It's David conquering Goliath. He just knocked him down with the rock. He's coming over. He's chopping his head off. He's victorious. Okay? The six we already touched is just plain sad. All right? Now, I forgot to do the test at the very beginning. I always like to hold up. Everybody hold up the number, you know, and, and most of the room is wrong. There's usually a couple people who are right. Uh, but so far, let's just go ahead and do our first test. All right? I already talked about seven, right? Tension. Tension before resolve? Okay. So let's go ahead and do our first ear test. And it's only 1043. That is beautiful. We're only 28 minutes in, and we're already here. So this is great. Um, or that either means I'm going too fast or you're a sharp class. <laughs> Am I going too fast? You guys okay? All right. Hold up the number that you think it is. Remember, there's only seven, so don't be like, 13. You know, it, it, it's got <laughs> to be one through seven. All right. So here's the one. All right, so train your ear. That's the one. Even if you want to close your eyes, that's fine. All right, so I'm going to play. Uh, I'm going to play two chords, and I'm going to ask you to tell me what they are. Keep in mind how far away you were from the one, because if I'm at the one, the two is right next to it, right? I was teaching some um, six and seven year olds this last year when I used to teach kids, and I actually had them go like this: one, two, three. Four, one. It's far away. The two is right next to it, right? Three is up a little. Remember, lean on me. The four is up a little. So that was far away that I just played, wasn't it? Here's the one. I went far away. You hear that? I didn't go like this. Who hears that? That's close, right? Okay, so I'm going to go far away. Whoops, sorry. So who, who wants to guess what that is? Four, exactly. Why is it four? Go ahead and tell me. You heard it? Okay, but is it happy or sad? It's happy but not powerful. Yes! Somebody, you get a free, you get a free CD. Yay! Give him a hand. Now you have to catch this. One time I hit this girl right in the red. Now I'm not kidding. So you have to catch that. Nice catch. I'm not kidding. I was at a youth event one time and I threw out a CD. Hit this girl right in the eye. She's like, ah! And I'm like, oh, you're okay. She comes out to me. She's like, oh, bloodshot. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm an idiot. So now I'm like, are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> All right. So let's do another one. I, I shut that off. Let me just unplug it. How about that? Oh, no, I'm not. Right? Yeah, it was the, it was the one. It was the, uh, it was close. Who said seven? It was close. Okay. Anyway, um, Let's do uh, two other chords here. Okay, here's the one. 
Remember, think about the protractor. Is this far away or is this close? Okay? First, ask yourself this question. Is it happy or sad? Now, I want you guys to just guess. Raise, raise your hand. What, what is it? Yep, here's the one. Now, you guys, this, this class won't work if you're bashful. You've got to hold up your hand and guess. What, what do you think it is? Hold up, hold up a hand because I can't understand you. You talk. Yeah. Okay, so there's only about three people right. All right. A lot of you guessed threes, twos, and I got like two people who guessed a six. Who guessed a six? You write the bald head, right? All right. You win a DVD. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. Yeah, you right there. Come on down. I'm not going to throw this one. Maybe I will throw. Okay. Tell them why. I want you to help them understand this. I want you to look at the screen when you're guessing, all right? So it's not a total guess. I want you to tell them why it's not a, a, a two. Many of them, most of them guess two. Two would be up from the one, right? This went down, right? Didn't you hear it? It went down. And was it happy or sad? It was sad. So you knew it was two, three, or six. You guys getting it? Getting it? So you're first delineating happy or sad. Minor chords are sad. Everybody say, minor sad. Major happy. And then you're asking yourself, which of these? What type of major? What type of... All right, so now I'm going to do four chords in a row. All right? And you're going to try to tell me what all four chords are. I'll give you a really good hint. This is 90% of all worship music. Okay, raise, raise your hand. Actually, just raise your hand if you think you know what it is. He already got it right. But. All right, in the back. Okay, close. It didn't go one six because it didn't go one sad. It went one. Okay, now listen for this sound. Eyebrows up. What's eyebrows up? What's powerful? Five. Right? It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't sad. It was powerful and happy. Alright? And then it went sad. And listen. Here I went from five to six. Five, six, right next door. And then down two to four. Okay, so sing rooftops with me. So I shout out your name from the rooftops. Okay, now sing, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be on it. Now sing, Your grace is enough. Same chords, right? Here I am to worship. Like 90% of all music, of all worship music, is 1564, which is sad, which is why this needs taught more so that we start throwing in some 1 over 3s and 3 minors and 2 minors. But anyway. All right, um, let's keep going. You guys getting it? Yes. Awesome. I'm seeing a lot of heads nodding, That's which is great. All right, so let's go to a different key now. And um, we're going to do, I'm going to do a few more chords. I'm going to ask you to guess what they are. All right, tell, no, I don't like the word guess. Tell me what they are with confidence. Right, raise your hand and tell me what the two chords are. So we're going to go to the key of G, okay? All right, so here's the one. Everybody hear it? Okay, now I'm going to play a little progression. You're going to tell me what it is. Now, here's what's great about this. If the Holy Spirit told you to play How Great Is Our God, right? 
and you wanted to and you wanted to do that, you wouldn't say, "Oh man, I don't have my chart." Right? You're just going to think, "Okay, that went 1 it right so that whole song is one six four five right almost the whole song the bridge changes slightly but almost the whole song is one six four five so if you teach your team this and guys I have 12 year olds and 13 year olds who I've taught and they can play by ear and they are amazing actually two of my students way surpassed me like my last student he just went to Liberty University, and he got selected on the, on the main, the, the 30 kids, I say kids, 30 young adults that like travel and do the albums and stuff, all because of this kind of teaching, because he doesn't need a chart at all. He just hears the song and he plays it. How many guys think it would be cool to have your guitar players know how to do that, right? And if you wanted them to play a guitar riff, you'd have to come up and be like, F sharp, F sharp, F sharp, that's a G, that's a G, Right? If you can teach them to just hear numbers, it doesn't matter what song it is. So if it's Revelation song, right? Oh, I just lost the melody. Yeah. Uh, somebody sing Revelation song for me. I just lost it. Yeah. Right. Actually, it doesn't go to the six. It goes to a seven flat. Don't forget, let me teach you, don't let me forget to teach you about seven flat, because that's an interesting chord. Um, actually, I'll just talk about it now, because you guys are going really fast. Is that okay? Yeah. I go too fast if I do that? All right, seven flat is that funky chord right behind the one. All right, it's, it's, it's not just like down a little bit, you know, and waiting for resolve. It's funky. It's funky, okay? So it's on, it's on that major song um, that, did, that did well, Word of God Speak. Remember that? Sing it with me. Word of God Speak Would you pour down like rain Washing my eyes to see Hear that weird chord, right? Your majesty To be still and know Hold up the chord. You're in this place Please let me stay and rest. Now, I don't have a sign for seven flat. This is where I just go, seven flat. Because <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, they're going to think you're doing gang signs. They're going to like, you know. So we, we just do one through seven. But if there's an occasional seven flat, you know, they'll, they'll just hear it or they'll watch my left hand. Okay? So seven flat is a whole step behind the one because the normal seven is a half step behind the one. Everybody get that? Normal seven is a half step. In fact, why don't you say this with me? Normal seven is a half step. Uh, seven flat is a whole step. It's the funky chord that feels right below the one. Uh, you know who uses it a lot is uh, Paul Beloche. He uses it in like 80% of his songs. That last Christmas album he just did, it was, it was in there all over. He loves putting a seven flat next to a four. So any songwriters out there, that's a great tip if you're taking notes. Seven flat next to a four sounds really cool. All right, so uh, let's do one more ear training, and then we're going to look at our uh, major scales for a minute. Um, 
Let's, let's do this. Actually, instead of me playing it, I'm going to play a song, which is why I had this hooked up. And I'm going to see if you guys can tell me the chords, because that was the goal. Right? Okay, we're going to play that song from Matt, that he has a booth out here today. He's a great guy. Uh, God is a refuge. All right, now, I already told it to you about 20 minutes ago, but maybe you forgot. Okay, here we go. Okay, one important thing. Ignore melody. Ignore motif. Because this motif is really loud. It's like Bethel music. Actually, that's who produced his album. That's why the, the motif is really loud. The guitar riff is also played with a high synth, a high piano. It's like very anthem. Okay? You're ignoring that. You're listening to the lows. Everybody get it? Okay, and here's what I mean. You're, you're not listening to this. You're not listening to that. You're listening to this. Right? You're listening to the low end. So I want you guys to hold up the numbers that you think it is. Let it keep going. Let it go again. Most verses are the same. Okay. Somebody from this side, tell me, what do you think that was? Nope. Now, hold on. The reason I want to tell you why you thought that. Who said that? Okay, I want to tell you why you thought that. There's a guitar riff that was droning the one. He was right in the right middle C. I want you to listen to it again, and you're going to ignore that. Well, I want you to hear it at first, but watch. Who hears that? Hear that? Ignore that guy. Right? He's droning a one, which sounds cool, but that's not what we're listening for. We're listening for chords. We're not listening for gravy. We're listening for mashed potatoes and meat. Everybody get it? I know that made no sense to some of you, but it made a lot of sense to me. Okay, anyway, you're listening for... In fact, let me transpose this. Down 12. Hear it now? That's what you're listening for. He, he, does what, he does right there what I do a lot, which is a 2 minor and a 6 minor and then a 5 for a vamp. Okay, but let's go back to the verse. Listen to the low. Six. Hold up the numbers with me. Who's hearing it? Now what? Listen for. Sad. Triumphant. Eyebrows up, right? Who's hearing it? Isn't that cool? Now, this is actually a little bit of a hard one because the motif is so loud. Okay? If that... that If that wasn't there, it'd actually be easier. 
Okay? So you have to ignore the motif. Um, you guys getting it? Yeah. Any questions before I do another song? Yeah. One five six four. Oh yeah, so this is the sign, right? Yeah, this is the sign to the band for six. That's why I intuitively do that, as if I'm leading a band. This is six, even though yeah, it's going up to six. You're right from the five. Because you can't do this. You can't be like God is a refuge for. You, you know, but you can do this. And that's literally all I'll do. I'll do it one time, and they're with me. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah? Six. And then, yeah, I don't even do this for seven now. I just go like that, and they all go with me. Either that or they think the Holy Spirit's really coming on me right now. Right? All right, so uh, I'm, I'm going to play any other song? questions. Yeah? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. A minor. A minor. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's a very, very, very seldom example. It's like the Coldplay joke I told earlier. In fact, I've had worship leaders like lovingly argue with me. Uh, no, that's in the key of G. You know what I mean? And I say, no, it's in the key of D. It includes a five minor and a seven flat. No, it's in the key of G. Because you're ending on a G. D, A minor, C, G. But... Um, yeah, but in, in reality, it's D. Because if you drone a D, which I drone synth pads while I play, if you drone a D, it's going to work. If you drone a G, it will not work. So droning the one always always works. That's why I drone backing pads, because it creates an audible glue. Uh, and I, it's just nice. It just creates an audible glue under all songs. Did I lose anybody on the droning part? No, just what, what are the chords of that song? I'm curious. A Revelation song? Because I, I yeah. D, A minor, which is a six minor, or a five minor. Then it goes a seven flat, and then four. Now, here's what the songwriters were thinking. I mean, I wasn't there, but here's what I think they were thinking. This is so cool, let's just keep repeating it. Because that's what songwriters do. Like, if it, if it sounds great, you just keep, you know, you, you don't, don't break what's, what's not broken, right? You keep going. All right, so I'm going to give you a song that I know you've never heard because our band just released it. So that makes a great example because none of you can be like, rooftops, you know, you already know, and you start playing in your head. So I'm going to play a song, and I want you to tell me what the chords are. All right, hold, just hold it up as you think you get it. All right, now, I, I don't want to go to the next section because it's a little different. The intro, what was that? It's a long intro. shouldn't go that long, but one, yeah, six. Good, Jeremiah. Not, not five. It's a four. Back to one. All right, I'm going to play it again, and here's why you know there's not a five, because there's nothing powerful. There's nothing that makes your eyebrows grow up. There's nothing that makes David killing Goliath moment. There's none of that. All right? 
you, you would have heard this. If you, if you heard a five, here's the key. Of, it's in the key of G. You would have heard. See that? It's a sound of triumph. You didn't hear that. So this time, let's listen again. Sad. Just kind of blah. Now that last chord is, is a little interesting. That's a five over one. So I had the violins and electric guitars, uh, you know, change to a D in the piano, but not anything on the left hand. The bass and the left hand of the piano. Hear it? Well, watch. You know, because I, I didn't want a strong change. I wanted it to be gentle. Right? So this, this, by the way, helps you whether you're a songwriter or a worship leader and you want things to be gentle, don't hit a big old five chord. If you do hit it, literally hit it soft. Because five gives the emotion of, of big, strong change. Okay? The five says, notice me. Do you get that? Right? And if you're like backing up a pastor who's talking, I, and by the way, this is, this is a little good advice right here because I've heard musicians they're playing behind a pastor and they're distracting. You don't want to do that. You're there to compliment. You're there to back them. Do you get what I'm saying? So you don't want to be like... You don't want to do that. You might want to just hit a, an inversion chord, just a one and five, because it's really gentle. Then hit an inversion six. Simple four that doesn't say notice me. Back to a one. See what I'm saying? It's just back. It's just background. So now let's go to the verse, and this is some really obvious chords, I think. Uh, so hopefully you hear it. We'll see. I'm going to give you a big fat hint. There is a weird three in here, so be listening for the weird three, the ominous chord. Okay, who thinks you got it? First chord is obviously sad. So what's just plain sad? Good, 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 good. And then the next chord was just down a little. Good. Leaving heaven's throne. What's the sound of song? Could be, hear that? Look. That, that could be the end of the song, right? When you hear the one, it could be the end of the song. Song could be over, right? Then it went to the funky... So what's the funky ominous chord? Three. Good job. By the way, that weird... That's my background singer and, and guitar player. He did that on the mic, just screwing around. I'm like, do it again. I hate record. Yeah, and I, I've usually got those sounds through my MIDI keyboard, and he totally just went... I know you don't care. Sorry. I thought that was cool. You guys are like, yeah, whatever, dude. So let's keep going, because there's a little change coming up. By the way, I want you to notice 
You're all getting the you're not you're you're getting the answers right. Isn't that cool? High five the person next to you because that's awesome. Hold the num- hold the numbers up if you don't mind. Guys, hearing it? Okay, no. okay, you hear that weird chord? We didn't talk about that yet. Uh, no, close. Okay, this last chord, you guys are all doing really so well. I'm so proud of you. Okay, here's the thing. You guys got that one, four, five, six, four, five. But I wanted to change right here, but I still want it to be major. So I remember when I was writing it, I tried the six and it didn't feel right. Tried the one and it felt like chorus was over. So what did I do? I did one over three. Okay, so listen for this sound. Jesus has won the victory. He's overcome the enemy. Now listen to this three. The cross showed his blood. Hear that? Cross. So it's a, it's a one chord, but with a bass line of a three. Hear that? So it's like a little bit of tension. Cross showed his love. The grave showed his power. All right, what's that chord? It's sad. Good, six. Okay, so let's do it again. This time without vocals, I'm just going to play it. Hold up the numbers. Ready? Jesus has won. Good. Now, when you when you do a one over three, um, if you're telling the band, you can obviously just write on your on their chart. But um, for me, if I hold a three, they actually know it's not a three minor seven; it's a one over three. So just so you know, if you're like actually executing this with your band, this plan with your band, um, just tell them. I mean, if you can tell them whatever you want, you could tell them to play that. But usually, if a three is involved, it's a one over three. You guys get what I'm saying? Like, here I am to worship. Let's go back to that example for a second. Five over seven. Hear that? That's one over three. Who hears that? And you also know it's a one over three if it resolves on the four. Okay, so hold the number up with me. So seven. Six. It's just plain sad. It's grandma fell down. Grandma's not attacking us. Grandma's just sad. It's just sad. Okay? So that, that song is played. There's, there's two ways. Some people go to the, on the bridge, they go to the six. That's why I played the six for a second, just to mess with you. But it, it's usually, it's written one, uh, five over seven, one over three, four. But half the time you hear it, you're going to hear a six. And you just have to, you literally just pick. I mean, if Matt Redman was here, he would just tell you you're wrong, probably. But, but you get the idea, right? All right, hey, we only have another, like, two minutes, so I want to teach you a couple songwriter tricks, or if you just simply want to make cool arrangements of songs. So you guys want to hear a couple tricks about how these are interchangeable? 
Okay, so if you're a songwriter, this is what happens to me literally um, about 60% of the time, a songwriter will come to, come to us to produce their album, and they'll sit there and they'll play G, C, G, C, G, C for like eight minutes. I'm like, if you play that one more time, I'm, I'm going to break... I want to break that tailor right in front of your face, right? No, I don't say that. I look at them and smile, and I'm like, hey, what if we swap out, you know, the one for the six? Here's, so here's some interchangeables. One and six. Here's why. Let's say the key of G. This is a GBD, okay? The E is a uh, EGB. Two notes are the same. Okay, so just put a circle around one, six, and uh, four. Because same thing, with a four chord, two notes are interchangeable, so it's not going to change your melody. Another interchangeable chord is five and three. So if you've, if you've written a song and it goes G, D, E minor, C, one, five, six, four, one, five, six, four, one, five, six, four, and you get to bar 16 and you're getting tired of it. Right? Or maybe a band member loves you enough to tell you, like you love it, and they're like, dude, it's the same thing for like a hundred bars. you got to change it. Right, and you want to change it, but you don't know what to do. Swap out the five for the three. Get it? Another trick is to swap out the five for the five or seven. So I do this on the bass all the time. We'll track a song for a guy, and on usually like the third, the third line, for third, you know, I'll go to the seven, and he'll be like, "That was so cool. What did you do?" And it's it's just swapping out a five for a five or seven, because it does not change the rest of the band or the melody. But it adds just enough salt and pepper that people it, it's enough change. Because people don't want to hear the same thing for five minutes. What's that? Yep. Here's what I do. I put a box around one and four. And then I put a circle around one and six. Because they're interchangeable, but it depends on the song. So if the melody is like, let's say the melody goes three, right? Let's say it goes three, three, two, one. And you hit a six chord. And you hit that three, it's going to work. Do you know what I mean? If you hit a four chord and you sing a three, it's not going to work. Because they're right next to each other. They're half step away. What about four over six? Yep. It's a great, great tip. Four over six sounds really cool. Uh, I did it on our last Christmas album. It, it was a song. It, it was uh, King is Born. It needed a weird note. It needed something. But the four matched my melody. But I didn't want to hit the four again and again and again. I went to the six on the bass. It did, it did exactly that. Okay, any questions? Because we only got three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that's how I learned this? Because uh, the guitar player at Brownsville broke his hand. He punched a wall in, in anger, which was dumb. But. But it got me the chance to play with Lindell for a year, and I didn't know numbers, and they gave me charts, and it literally would say one, seven flat, four, two, line. I'm like, what is this, Hebrew? What is happening? <laughs> right? I literally, all I did, I just put on my wall pedal and faked it for like the first two months. It's like, waka, 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 waka. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. Anything gospel, anything Kirk Franklin or Israel Howland, I'm like, waka, 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 waka. And he comes over, he's like, I love how you use that wall pedal. I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> because I don't have a clue what the heck you're playing, right? And then if it went to something simple, like a pop tune, you know, just like three chords, I'm like, yay, I'm back, right? But um, that didn't really answer your question at all, sorry. Um, 
you can still use numbers. In fact, so, so how do you execute this with your team? Right? Because I, I see that you guys get it. You guys are holding up the right numbers. You're nodding. Awesome. But how do you take it to your team? Well, total commercial, you can take a DVD home, obviously. Or you can um, make sure you write the numbers on the charts. This is how I got my team to get it. Okay? So I made them for like three months take the charts and write the numbers. So if it's how great is our God and it's G, E minor C, G, E minor C, G, E minor C, they had to write 164, 164, 164. And then I turn the page over so they cannot see it. And then they play it. And they freak out at first because then they're like, what am I going to do? I don't have music. And then you say, hey, 164, whole time. And they're like, oh, I got it. I got it. And now they're liberated. In fact, if you look at your chart during Revelation song, I'm going to punch you in the face because that is the same four chords for 18 minutes. I've seen people on stage like, what is that? Right? I mean, that's literally like me going like this. Like, that'd be like me going like this. Paper, tape, remote. And then moving it. What was the order? You're a genius. <laughs> If you can do that, you can play charts without music. Do you guys get it? You're memorizing the sound of the number, and then you're, you're saying, okay, I got it. This is the sound of the number. And then if you hear something different, you're not startled. You're, you're, it's like, oh, wait, okay, what is that sound? Oh, that's ominous and, and freaky. That's a three. That's the sound could be over. My shoulders drop. That's the one. All right. All right. Hey, I'd love to meet you guys. Um, take a little card if you want. There's a coupon code on the back. It's 50% off all of our materials and just resources. I've been passionate since I was a teenager as I'm itching my head with your card. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. Um, I've been passionate since I was listening to Delirious as a kid. Anybody grow up with the cutting edge? So I would listen to that every night, and I'm not going to lie. I would just like cry myself to sleep. and uh, Not every night. But I would just like cry listening to that music and thinking, God, give me songs for the church. So that's what I'm passionate about. Um, so all of our music is on jordanbeal.com. And then this gives you 50% off of all that music. So great to meet you. I have these DVDs available in the foyer. If you want to get your uh, team playing really well instead of average, meet me out there. Nice to meet you. Thanks, guys.